Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good. How about you? I'm great. As soon as we're both on, Talk Shoe starts recording. So welcome to the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. Thanks. I look forward to it. Me too. I'm so excited. Um, today we are talking to Angela. And Angela's your last name pronounced height? That's right. Great. And I listened to Angela Height's talk on this a few days ago at the Accelerate 2021 conference. And the Accelerate 2021 is a global virtual conference. And Barbara Mowich, who I've had on this show, uh, has done a fantastic job in just putting together a super list of entrepreneurs to talk about business. And so for Angela, I wanted to have her on the show because she is the founder and CEO, and is it pronounced Chrysalis? Uh, Chrysalis. Chrysalis, okay, Consulting Group Incorporated, and the Dream Team Solutions, or Dream Team Solutions. And Angela's talk was about know who you are hiring uh, with social media checks and how to avoid the three most common people management mistakes. And it was such a good talk. And I was thinking, wow, every young person or every person really on the planet needs to really look at what they're putting on social media. But um, Angela, you are a serial serial entrepreneur. Uh, you have had businesses, you've been in business for over 27 years, and let's just start with the basics. You know, tell us about your companies and tell us, you know, what was it that brought you to the brink of, you know what, I'm an entrepreneur and this is what I want to do? Ah, yes. Well, (laughs) I started my career out in human resources in uh, corporate, so that was back Toronto and I work for a large telecom company and um, our telecom company was Unitel and I don't know if you remember Unitel because they no longer exist uh, but they opened up the long distance market in Canada and what had happened was they were uh, bringing in a number of different uh, consulting firms to help them make the leap to um, a national company from from something that was a bit smaller it came out uh, Unitel actually came out of rail um, railway and that kind of stuff. So they're making that leap. They were working with MCI out of the U.S. and they were um, bringing in a number of different consulting companies that were helping us make that change. And I got to work with those consulting companies to change the culture of the organization um, over a five-year period. Um, and we had 4,000 employees. So what I found was I really enjoyed working with those uh, consulting companies and thought that's what I want to do. So after um, 
I ended up taking a six-week leave of absence to do some traveling. I went to Southeast, Southeast Asia, and when I came back, I went, okay, I'm going to do it now. So six months later, I left my employment, and I started my first company. That is amazing. And I mean, it was just that simple for you. You knew what well, you wanted to do. That's a long time. And I mean, it took a long time that I was thinking about it because, you know, when you're working in a job and you've got a steady paycheck, you don't have to worry about the money coming in. And I'm not fantastic at the sales side of things. So I was I was a little worried about the money piece. But the interesting thing was that um, my company was actually going through um, a downsizing. So they ended up getting the long distance market, but then they uh, downsized because they weren't, they weren't really making the money that they were hoping to. So I ended up getting a nice little package, which allowed me to start my business without having to worry about the money, um, which was fantastic. So it gave me a two year runway that I could actually build my business up to where I needed to, you know, have enough income to actually start and feel comfortable in it. So that was that was basically how I did it, was I ended up getting a nice package and being able to use that money to start. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so I know that you've had businesses and you've sold businesses, but uh, tell us about the current venture. Well, um, so what I did was after after I started my business, I did that for about four years. And then um, it was the whole dot-com boom um, back in the late 90s and early 2000s. And my best friend and I took a look at, um, you know, people were asking us to work for them pretty regularly because we were doing a lot of high-tech recruitment, a lot of IT recruitment. So we decided that we would actually start our first business. That business grew to 25 people and into the multi seven figure um, in terms of revenue. And so we built that up over four years and then I sold it. So that was in Toronto. Um, after I sold it, I decided to move out west as a result of the um, team building program that I think I told you about with regards to Mount Rainier. So <laughs> that got me out west over here. I'd always actually wanted to live on the west coast. Um, I used to travel out here a lot when I used to work for uh, Unitown. I always enjoyed the cult, just the outdoors, the mountains, the ocean, all of that side of things. So um, this gave me the opportunity to do that. So then I moved out here and then I started uh, Crystalis Consulting Inc. And then the last year or so ago, I developed Dream Team Solutions, which is basically a people management resources site. So it, it gives you all kinds of resources from courses to um, free downloads to tools, et cetera, if you're having any people management issues with your, with your employees in your company. So I decided to launch that, and that's what I'm moving with now, which is taking all the experience I've had with, I mean, I've worked with um, many Fortune 500 companies back when I was in Toronto, and then hundreds of small businesses. Um, since I've been in Vancouver for the last 20 years. And what I find is I find the same issues come up over and over again, which I'm actually helping to solve with my clients. So I thought I wanted to make a bigger impact. So I developed this Dream Team Solutions to be able to do that, both in terms of larger um, education programs for people and then group, group training programs, group coaching programs, that type of thing so that I can reach more people and uh, 
get the opportunity for people to work together as well. Wow. And you have, I mean, your website, you know, for, for both companies is there's so much information. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been in business for such a long time. <laughs> I'm like, you know, 20 plus years experience. I mean, it shows because um, as you mentioned, you have the free downloads and you have, you know, tips and there's so much information. And um, and I wanted to, to have you on because one of the the biggest things is uh, Barbara Mowat mentioned um, and the um, in the, the video she did on YouTube is that when it comes to hiring people, it, you're really, it's an investment in time and money. And I know a lot of times when people are going to look for a job, uh, if you haven't checked your, your social media profiles, if you haven't checked to see what someone is saying about you, you know, when there's this, uh, there's a commercial here in the, in the U S someone goes to apply for a job and you know, the person hiring says, you know, well, it's, you have like these negative ratings, <laughs> you know, online. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, that's still there. It's really not true. And so, and I know, um, you know, sometimes people that are applying for jobs are not always truthful as well. Um, so why did you decide to do this topic for the conference? Um, well, just, just to, to help you understand, it was actually Marty uh, Brighton who did the social media component of it. And I did setting your employees up for success and the three biggest mistakes that uh, business owners make. But I mean, part of my part of my services is recruitment. So I do a lot of recruiting. And so I can definitely answer the question for you. Um, just just in terms of, uh, I mean, really everything that you put out on social media is out there for everybody to see, right? So if employers doing their due diligence, um, like for instance, I was just hiring a controller for um, a company here in Vancouver, a fairly large company. And, you know, even as we were talking about the two candidates that were there, um, he just quickly jumped onto um, Google and just typed in the person's name, which came up, in, information came up on them. So, you know, you can take a look at, you know, what education do they have? What, um, you know, how does their experience online compare to the experience that they just had in their, in their resume or in the interview that you just had with them? So you can quickly check that kind of, those types of, uh, that type of information. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to deeper, you can dive into the social media side. You can check out their Facebook page. You can check out their LinkedIn page. You can check out any of the other Twitters or Instagram or anything like that in terms of what they've said. So if people have actually said some pretty, you know, some controversial things, those are things that an employer would look at to see whether or not that's something that they want to have in their organization or have that person represent their organization. And if it's controversial in a bad way, they're certainly not going to say yes to you, right? So you really have to be careful when you're doing that and, you know, make sure that you're not putting that stuff out there in the first place. Right. And thank you for um, for that clarification for your track and, and Marty's track. Um, I think I just kind of lumped, lumped it all together. <laughs> but, but I'm like, but, but you know, you know, these things as well. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you suggest for um, 
entrepreneurs or for people that are looking for jobs now with COVID, you know, a lot of people are, are out of work. Um, what kind of tips can you give them to kind of put their best face forward online and offline? Well, I think it comes down to, um, I mean, what I have noticed is since COVID has come up, there's way more applicants for every single position. So, um, I mean, I just hired, well, I'll give you an example. So that same position, the controller that I just hired. So I put it up on LinkedIn. I had 428 views of the position. Um, and then I had 89 people applying for the position that were qualified. Um, so I put in, like, the interesting thing about those types of tools is that they allow you to um, select your individuals. So you can say, you know, they have to have 10 years of experience. Um, they have to have, a, a, you know, a proper working permit. They have to have blah, 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 education, you name it, whatever you want to put into those parameters. And only those people will actually get through to the person who's, who's hiring. So I got, I received 89 um, people. And then to narrow it down from there for one person for one job, right? So what I typically do for my clients is I'll narrow it down to the best two candidates. They can both do the job. It's just a question of who's the better fit. And then it's up to that the energy between the person and the potential employee and the employer to talk and get to know each other better to see whether or not there's a good fit there. Okay. And what are, when people come to you, what do, what do they ask you specifically about working? Um, are you talking about my clients who are businesses who are looking for people or are you talking about the candidates? At both actually. Okay. So when I am dealing with my clients, the, I ask them very specific questions in terms of what they're looking for. So really I'm looking at where's the company going? Um, where's the company right now? What's the gap? Um, and then what's the right type of person that would actually fit that? So not only from the skills, abilities, and experience that they have, which is typically what's on a resume, but also the fit side of things in terms of, you know, how they do work. Do you want somebody who's got a sense of humor who you can joke around with? Or do you want somebody who's a little bit more serious? Like those types of things really make a difference. And it helps to establish the culture of the organization. So, I mean, if you're so conversely, when you look when you look at that from being an applicant, what you want to look at when you're actually applying for a position is a do you have the skills and abilities that they're asking for on the actual job posting? Because the job posting will list all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. um, one is to take your own personal resume and adapt it. Because your resume is generally, you know, just a synopsis of the work experience that you've had. And you don't always highlight the things that are highlighted in a specific job posting, yet you may have those particular experiences. So to get into the yes pile, the very first thing to do is to customize your resume for each position that you're actually applying to. People don't always do that. So that's Step number one. <laughs> Step number two is really looking at is is getting a little bit more personal in terms of who are you, what are you about, what are your values? And you might want to do a little research in terms of what are the values of the organization that's there because you might because you want to match those. Because that's the other piece, that's the fit piece, right? In terms of whether or not a person actually fits into the culture. Because it's a very different person that would work at, let's say, an IBM 
versus an apple, right? I mean, one is much more um, structured and bureaucratic and the other one is much more innovative and, um, and that side of things. So, you know, you've got two different types of personalities which would fit into there. The people might have the same skill set, but they would work differently in, in those organizations and they would fit differently in those organizations. So those are two things that you want to look at. Uh, and those, I think, are those are really are crucial. And what, uh, what's when you when you with your the services that you offer? So when you look at talk about some of the downloads that you know, like you're able to do free downloads. Talk about you know the downloads and um, other services that you offer. Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the downloads that I just gave out at the um, at the conference that we were just on, the Accelerate conference, was um, a, a team alignment blueprint, which is basically overcoming the three biggest barriers to having your own dream team. Um, this is an 11-page document that includes a onboarding checklist. It also looks at, um, it gives you a way of actually doing simple um, expectations, performance expectations, and it also tells you how to provide um, performance uh, feedback with some suggestions of how to actually do that, that take the pressure off of the manager from actually providing um, uncomfortable feedback. Because I find most of most of the business owners that I work with, they hate talking to employees about things that the employee's not doing very well. And they'll make all kinds of excuses for not actually doing it. And then they come to me weeks, months, you know, sometimes years later, where the person hasn't really been performing very well. They've never been talked to. However, now they're so frustrated with the person that they need to let them go. And there's a lot of hoops that they have to jump through. And it's a lot of cost um, if you wait for that long. Whereas if you set it up properly where the person has clear understanding of what you're expecting of them, and then you provide them with feedback on an ongoing basis regularly, which basically means weekly, <laughs> you never actually mm -hmm. run into the particular problem. <laughs> so, so it's a, you know, it's just one of those things that people just hate um, conflict, right? And they hate dealing with conflict or providing um, criticism to anybody. But if you consider it in terms of switching it around a little bit in terms of your mindset of how you're actually looking at it and looking at it as providing feedback to help them to get better at what they're doing, it's a different way of actually considering um, that's, that sort of criti critical feedback. And that's so true. I know um, you, you're, when you're when you are the manager and sometimes there's an there's an employee and you really like that person as a person. <laughs> and sometimes they are doing a great job, but they also do that one thing that just really annoys you. And you go, do I bring it up because it's like my personal pet peeve that this person does that? Or, you know, do I try to kind of smooth it out when I'm doing, um, when, when it's time to do their, their review, do I kind of smooth it out and put it all on paper? And then when that person sees it, they go, well, wait a minute. There's kind of like a, dis <laughs> a disconnect. Like, oh, I thought you yeah. liked me. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of times, you know, with the performance reviews, I mean, typically managers do performance reviews annually, right? They're only done once a year. Um, whereas, you know, some of these behaviors are just things that 
you know, it just would make things smoother. Because you really, when I'm talking about team alignment, I'm talking about a smooth team, right? Because think about every single type of personal, um, any kind of uh, performance issue, any type of interpersonal conflict, anything like um, mistakes that happen over and over again. And that sometimes happens with employees, um, you know, turnover, you know, customer complaints because of what a, a what an employee has done all those things basically what they do is i mean i told that story about climbing the mountain so i climbed mount rainier and i was on a rope team and the rope team was was people that i had never met before even though i had basically gone up with a team but because the snow conditions were so bad when i climbed i ended up getting put onto a team with people i didn't know and i was we were on a rope team which basically means that you're tied together with a rope and um and you're climbing up the mountain and we are climbing up in fresh powder and the way it works is that the guide is at the front um and then there's two people in the middle and there's usually somebody who's very strong at the back because the idea of a rope team is that should you fall through a crevasse which is a big crack in the in the snow right should you fall through everybody else has to stop that person from falling all the way down to the bottom because sometimes those things are like 200 300 feet deep right so you could die <laughs> so wow. what you want to do is you basically want to make sure that everybody is clear on that particular team so as you're climbing up the mountain the idea is that when the rope you're never allowed to allow the rope to go taunt in front of you because as soon as it goes taunt what it does is it pulls all the people behind you right <laughs> so so the idea is actually to move to to keep moving forward at the same pace well the guy behind me um wasn't at the same level as the rest of us and so he kept going off the track um and falling over or stepping off and kind of wobbling right and so what it did was it knocked everybody else down so think about that as 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 a good example of when you've got a team of people in your business and every time you have to actually deal with a people issue it's like a person on a rope team who wobbles which causes everybody else to fall down which means your company is able to grow as quickly as you want it to or as smoothly as you want it to and so that's why it's really important to look to really nip those little things in the bud right when you see it so if you've got a person that you love working with and you're fantastic with them you should have a relatively good relationship with them so if you do it's much easier to actually tell them the very first time that something that they do really bugs you or makes it harder for you than to wait for it to have gone on 10 times and then you tell them usually in a raised um, emotional way <laughs> right <laughs> because it's happened 10 times now and they're totally taken aback because it's like, but this, I've done this the last 10 times and you never said anything. I had no idea this was bugging you, right? So there's a whole disconnect there. Whereas if you tell them right up front when it happens the first time, it's not so difficult, right? It's just a little comment then, right? So that's what I, I recommend. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that you shared um, that story. Brave you, by the way. <laughs> Kudos to you. <laughs> it was an interesting trip. <laughs> but it was you, I, I, I don't know if I could have I could have done that, especially with someone behind me or in front of me falling. I don't know. I could do it. Well, that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> but what's Angela, what's the best way? I mean, what do you think is the number one best way to build a good team? 
I think it's really important to understand um, what you you as the leader, so you as the business owner, what you're good at and what you're what you can use some improvement on. It's best mm-hmm. just to continue to go move forward with what you're good at, and then hire the people who've got the skill set to be able to supplement those things that you're good at. So, I mean, it was interesting. I did a reference check yesterday with um, a guy. And he's, he was saying, and he was the manager of the person I was um, doing the reference check on before. And he described himself as somebody who was visionary, not necessarily organized, had a lot of ideas and wanted to move forward on them and didn't always have the skill set to be able to basically implement and, and really ground those ideas. So what he did was he used to surround himself with people who were fantastic with the details, right? So fantastic with putting everything into place for all the details to make those ideas a reality. So that's a really good example of somebody who is, you know, a business owner. You want to surround yourself with the people who will actually make your ideas possible. And if you're great at organizing a bunch of people, fantastic. That's your specific skill set. You might want to hire different technical skills to be able to deal with whatever your business happens to be. Um, But if you are the idea person and you really need people to ground the idea and then take care of all the details to make it a reality for you then hire those people and then the other the other thing that I say is that hire slow fire fast which basically Mm -hmm. means that take your time to hire the right person you know, you might think that the big rush that you have to get that person in the next week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it happens to be, because you need to make a particular goal or whatever. If you make the wrong decision, it's going to cost you way more time, more energy, and it's just going to make it harder for you to achieve your goals um, than if you actually take your time and make that right decision. And that means actually meeting the person more than once. Because you know what it's like when you meet somebody the first time, you get a certain impression of them. You know, the second and third time will give you a slightly different impression. You throw somebody else into the mix, like interviewing with somebody else who you trust. It'll also give you some understanding in terms of how they interact with another person, right? So the more Mm -hmm. times you meet them and the more opportunities you get to take a look at them from different aspects, which means also talking to their managers from past managers to see how they actually worked, what they did well, what they didn't do well. Um, These are all points of information that will help you make a clear um, understanding of who to actually hire that will fit for your team. And then once you actually have them start, There's a probation period. I mean, both the U.S. and Canada has a three-month probation period where there's really not a lot of consequences for letting the person go if if they don't work out properly. So take advantage of that. Don't think that because, you know, like if they've got to, if they don't fit properly, they're not going to fit properly over time unless you specifically set some things in place. So if they don't have the skills or the ability to actually fit they're not going to develop them three months, six months down the road. They're going to show it right from the very beginning because think about it from this perspective. Anytime you've ever started a job, you're at your highest motivation when you first start a job, right? You want to make a good impression. You're excited about this job. You want to make a contribution. Your motivation is no higher than at that particular point in time. So if that employee doesn't fit at that point in time, they're certainly not going to fit afterwards. Think of it as like a honeymoon period, right? 
I mean, if the, it's like a new relationship, right? <laughs> if that person isn't making a good impression at the very beginning, they're certainly not going to make a good impression like three years, four years down the road, right? <laughs> so same thing. Right. And I love that, you know, just take your time hiring, but, you know, but fire fast because you can end up losing, you know, time and money. And, and it can make a break. I mean, depending on how, how big the organization is, if it's one of your very first hires, like if you're starting out and it's one of your first hires, it can break your organization because if the person mm -hmm. is dealing with your customers in the same way as you are, they can make a real dent in your brand, right? In terms of how you actually deliver your service. So be careful uh, is all I'm saying. And find out as much about the person as possible, including social media. <laughs> Just to find out everything you can about that particular person. Right. And I love that you say, you know, you know, meet with them more than once and throw someone else in the mix that you trust to also interview them. So that way, I mean, that's I've never thought about that. Just, you know, you, you definitely need to know it more than once so that you see different aspects of a person. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I find it interesting because, I mean, all interviews are currently online, right? Pretty much everything's mm -hmm. online these days. So, right. I mean, I, I did interviews with one organization where they're pretty, they're in education, um, and they had an interview panel. So there were six of us that were interviewing the candidate at one given point in time. Well, think of it from the perspective of the candidate. There's I mean, this is pressure, right? And there's more stress there because you've got more people. So you can see how the person actually deals with stress, how they respond to questions, how they think about things, that type of thing. Versus, um, and then the next interview was basically a one-on-one -on -one interview with um, a couple of people on the panel. So again, you've got a different viewpoint. You've got an understanding of how they deal with things from six people. You've got an understanding of how they deal with two people. Um, or one person, right? So in each particular situation, you've got a different view of that person and you can see what the issues are, what causes them stress, how they deal with things, how they think about the questions, all of that. Okay, yeah, that's really that's really good stuff. And one of the other things you work on is, um, you know, what's the best way to accelerate your business growth? Um, again, if you hire the right team, they basically build, build the business for you. They will be the ones who come up with the ideas because all you need to do is then say, okay, I want to go here. Like for instance, let's use the mountain as a metaphor. You say, I want to get to the top of this mountain and I want to get up there in the next six months. So if you have the right team, you can, they can basically come up with the ideas in terms of how to get you up that mountain as fast as possible and they will make it happen. So if you've got the right people who are aligned with your vision and aligned with your values, they can help you get there a lot faster than if you're trying to do it yourself or if you have the wrong people, because then what you're doing is you're trying to pull all those people up the hill, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like it makes it twice as hard. So you can either go fast with the right team and no bumps along the way, right? You're ticking along, nobody's pulling you back, nothing, you're just going and you're dealing with whatever issue actually comes up as you're going along, or you can have the wrong team who are pulling you back and slowing you down and making it harder for you to move forward. Because every time you have to deal with a people issue, 
whether that even means hiring somebody, right? It takes time and energy away from you building your business. And what's, what do you think are the most, I guess we had talked about the, the three most common mistakes that people make. What do you think is the, the biggest out of all of those? It comes down to hiring the wrong person. So mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times people tend to hire like this. It goes like this. I need to hire somebody. Uh, let's say I need to hire uh, a, an assistant. Okay. So, so then the question becomes, okay, well, what does an assistant do? Well, whatever an assistant usually does in terms of, you know, they need to do the, the filing, they need to do emails, they need to do whatever the details are. And they'll just say that. And then they'll put it out to their network and say, hey, I need to hire an assistant. And somebody says, oh, well, I know somebody who's looking for a job who's got, who's, who was an assistant. And they go, okay. So they talk to that person for 20 minutes and they hire them the next day or they hire them that day. And the person starts like they need them yesterday. So therefore this person can start next week so that they bring them on board. And they don't have the skill sets because they never really looked at what skill sets do they have in comparison to what they actually need. Because think about an assistant. An assistant for me would be very different than let's say an assistant for you. Because for you, an assistant would really be around these podcasts and being able to arrange it and look for speakers, maybe, and do all of that kind of stuff. An assistant for me would be somebody who's, you know, able to um, look at all the resumes that come in and be able to, um, you know, categorize them to make it easier for me to actually find somebody who might be able to do reference checks, who might be able to do those kinds of things. So different skill sets around assistant for two different jobs that we have here, but they're both called an assistant, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, have your typical skills around what an assistant is, but it really comes down to what do you actually need that assistant to do? So take the time to really consider, where are you? Where do you wanna go? What's the gaps? And what's this person gonna do for you? And what is this person like to work with? Because, you know, you might want to work with somebody who's fun, you know, makes you laugh, and it, it just makes the day go by faster. Somebody else might want to work with somebody who's quite serious and gets down to business and just does it because you tend to have too many things on the go for you to really have a lot of fun. Different people, right? You never know. <laughs> Whatever the people are, you need to find the person that fits with you and makes it easier for, for you to do the job. So, so that's probably the number one mistake is that they hire um, just based on somebody else's recommendation which they don't usually know it's just a friend of a friend right and never mm -hmm. really check out what that person can actually do for them because then what they find is the person starts and they give them you know x number of things to do and they find that they can only do half the things because they don't really have the skills like they need to create a spreadsheet and they discover oh well that person doesn't actually have any spreadsheet you know excel experience so they can't actually do the spreadsheet that you want them to do and so then now you're stuck with an employee and usually you're going so fast in terms of when you're doing your business really around the customer side that you may not have time to actually deal with the employee so you kind of make do with somebody who kind of does half the job but you're still paying them for the full amount so you're not getting your best return on investment for that individual and if you don't have time to manage them and to bring them up to speed, they're just going to drag you down. So number mm -hmm. one. 
number one mistake because it all ties in then after rice, right? In terms of the performance and everything else that's there. Right. Wow. Just you've just given us some really great, just some some super gems. And now, do you have any events coming up? What's what's next? What's going on? Um, so for me, I'm actually going to be launching a year long uh, leadership program, uh, which is designed for people, um, people who've got their own businesses, who have a team and they basically want to get the most out of the team possible and mm -hmm. to really look at their own um, business skills so that they can grow faster. Oh, fantastic. That is fantastic. So I'm working on that. That should be coming out in June. So it's going to be a little bit away. But if anybody is interested in actually getting some of my um, free downloads and also being on the wait list for this, they can go to dreamteam, all one word, dot solutions. So that's the website where um, you'll be able to find information on this. Okay. And I wanted to ask you that how people can reach out to you and websites and all of that. So besides the yeah, the dreamteam.solutions. How else can folks uh, contact you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Angela Height. Um, I do have a Facebook group, but I don't usually use it for business. I, most of my clients are business clients, so it's usually LinkedIn or they can go to my website. Um, either one of those is good. Or they can email me. <laughs> They're welcome to email me as, as well. I'm at uh, A Height. Um, A-H-E-I-T at chrysalis, C-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S dot C-A. Well, Angela Height, I want to thank you so much for being on the Stroke Diva Fabulous radio show. Thank you for saying yes. I mean, just some really good gems of advice on building teams and um, helping folks, you know, um, accelerate their business growth. Any last words for us? No, just thank you. It was lots of fun. I'm glad you invited me. And yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Great. Well, Talk Shoe is live and recorded. So once we're done, it will upload. And after it uploads, I will, you know, post it on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter and all that good stuff. And I want to take our, our picture <laughs> before we go. And let's see here. Since uh, the last couple of months, I've been using this feature on TalkShoe, doing the camera. So it's great. Typically, it used to just, just by phone. But now I can have the interaction of, you know, face-to-face -face and a photo. And you just keep smiling and looking pretty, and I'll snap a couple. <laughs> One of them should work. <laughs> Exactly. Let me just let's check this out here. Okay, let me take a let me just take a few more. Okay, yes. So one of those will work because I have I have a I have a few. So I'll probably post post the pictures tomorrow. <laughs> But the show I'm going to post uh, once it's done. So thank you so much for saying yes. And what's the weather like in Canada today? 
well, I don't know about all Canada, but Vancouver, it's sunny and yeah, about, well, in Fahrenheit, it's probably about 55 degrees or so, so not too bad. Okay, yeah, we're, we're having not super sunny today. I'm on the East Coast um, in the U.S., not super sunny um, and not super hot or super warm, kind of in between, but yeah. we're getting there. I'm just glad that spring is here. <laughs> It'll only get better. Yeah, no, I've been looking outside. All our tulips are up and our cherry blossoms are up and yeah, looking quite lovely out there. Oh, great. Yes, I love the cherry blossom time. They have said, you know, and not everyone can go rush down now to look at the cherry blossoms. They will close off. Yeah, they will closing it off. So to just kind of go online and look and view it that way. But with the cherry blossoms, who wants to do that? You want to actually see them. So, yeah. but I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded. I'm on a street with lots of cherry blossoms all the way along. So it's quite pretty right now because everything's pink. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, enjoy the rest of the conference. Um, I am, this. the conference has just been amazing. So we go through May, the end of May, with some of these, um, these great uh, seminars. And what's been, what's, what's been, really standing out for you? Oh, just the speakers have been spectacular. I mean, all of them has been amazing. So yeah, I've been really enjoying it. So I know it was hard. To, it was hard to find to, to pick which tracks. <laughs> I know that's hard when there's three tracks on one day. It's always you want to go to all of them. You kind of look at it and go, I want to go to all of them, but you can't. But luckily, actually, I don't know if Barbara told you, but she's actually going to be releasing all the presentations um, as you know as video um, later on once the conference is actually over um, oh, for page and purchase it if you want to so she'll be releasing them then oh that'll be awesome no we hadn't talked about that so that is great that is great well, I'm not gonna hold you too much longer thank you okay. Angela for saying yes and for being on the show this evening thank you and you have a good evening. You too. And I, I'm sure I will see you between now and May um, at Accelerate. So for folks, go to Accelerate2021.com for more information. Thanks, Angela. You have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.